How we doing? Episode 60 of the Wide Right Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Honey. As always, of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network coming to you live on a Monday. Day after the Giants lost their second game in a row, their ninth loss of the year this time at the hands of the Cleveland Browns by a score of 20-6 to on Sunday Night Football. Not ideal. Not ideal. Not an ideal performance from the New York football Giants. I did not think they were going to win. I thought there were too many factors in favor of the Browns and not in favor of the Giants, such as the Daniel Jones situation, the James Bradbury situation, Jason Garrett not being able to be there. Um, I just, uh, I didn't think they were going to win, and I don't think many Giants fans did. So, uh, yeah, wasn't wasn't a great performance. Offense didn't really do much, uh, which has been the story of much of this season, and the defense didn't step up like it needed to, did not have, you know, the game it had the type of game it had against Seattle, and that was uh, that was tough. You know, it's in you start to realize the true difference that James Bradbury makes. Um, obviously, he did not play due to his placement on the COVID reserve list. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess we'll start with the positives. I mean, there weren't many at all. There, were, I guess, a, some semi-positive takeaways. You know, the offensive line was good. I thought, uh, you know, it was better better than it was against Arizona last week. That's for sure. When Arizona sacked Daniel Jones six times and Colt McCoy twice. Obviously, you know, Daniel Jones, That's it was partly his fault. He couldn't move with the injuries. He couldn't really get outside. He couldn't escape the pockets, escape the pressure. So, um, but offensive line, I thought, took a step forward in this game. Uh, what else? McCoy didn't turn the ball over which was good. I mean, that's one of his number one jobs as a backup quarterback in a crucial division title race. Don't turn the ball over, and he didn't. Actually threw for 221 yards, so he didn't have a bad game. I didn't think he uh, played bad whatsoever. Uh, And I guess that's really it for the positives. I mean, like, what can you really say? Only scored six points. Defense didn't really step up like it needed to. I didn't exactly agree with the play call you could say what you want about the play call. In my opinion, I don't exactly agree with the play call to go for it, to go for the fake field goal uh, in the beginning of the game instead of take the points. I think you, when you have a backup quarterback in that you know type of game, you take whatever you can get. And the Giants decided to go with a fake field goal in which the punter Riley Dixon threw to the end zone towards the center Nick Gates. So yeah, you can you could say what you want about. The play call, I understand if you want them to be, to be aggressive. And uh, I definitely want the Giants to be aggressive because Jason Garrett does not exactly run in an aggressive offense. But at the end of the day, they only scored six points. So how, you know, it, 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 the aggressiveness didn't exactly pay off, really. Um, but yeah, you could say what you want about that play call. You could say what you want about, you know, McCoy or how the run game didn't find a spark or how the receivers didn't really gain separation. But in my mind, who was really at fault in this Giants loss to Cleveland was the defensive unit. Now, obviously, this is a group that's been strong for much of the year. 
They've kept the Giants in almost every game, and the Giants have the second-to-last, um, this the second-worst, I should say, scoring offense and second-worst total offense. They're, se- they're 31st in points per game and total yards per game. This defense has stepped up for much of the year, but it did not do so on Sunday night. Okay, They didn't pressure Baker Mayfield all game long, only got one hit on him, which was obviously putrid. Um, the one hit was the Dexter Lawrence sack early in the second half. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you got to listen. I understand the Giants may have been, you know, afraid to send too many guys in pressure and not leave enough bodies in a secondary that was without James Bradbury and also rookie slot corner Darnay Holmes. But, I mean, when Mayfield's tearing it up all game, because he has all the time in the world to throw the ball against the secondary that is without James Bradbury. You got to change things up. When you start to realize that Mayfield is going off and he ends the game with 297 yards, two touchdowns, and 27 of 32 passing, you know, and when it's, when it's looking like that type of, type of game where Mayfield's on, he's completing passes and, and guys are getting open, you got to pressure him. You got to get in his face. You got to send a bunch of guys. You know, it's not like, you know, Blake Martinez was still playing and Leonard Williams was still playing and Jabal Sheard and Dexter Lawrence and Tomlinson and, um, you know, Carter Coughlin, Cam Brown. These guys were still in the game. Bradbury was just the one that was out. So your, pa- your pass rush can still be effective. Use it. I understand if you're afraid to not leave enough bodies in the secondary. When the secondary is without two guys and one of them being, you know, a pro bowler. But when Mayfield's tearing it up, which he did all game, you got to realize that and say, hey, let's get in his face a little bit. Let's pressure him a little bit. Let's force him to make bad throws and make bad decisions and possibly turn the ball over. And that's not, you know, not sending guys in that situation on the rush is not a recipe for success. And that proved to be the case, the proved to be the case Sunday night. Can't be scared in those situations. You got to send guys at the quarterback. Mayfield is an experienced quarterback in this league. Not the most experienced, obviously, but he's been around for almost three years. If he has time, he'll find guys like Jarvis Landry, who had seven catches for 61 yards and a touchdown, and Rashad Higgins, who caught four balls for 76 yards. We saw it against uh, Seattle. They They sent guys at Russell Wilson all game. Sacked him five times. Hit him ten. What happened? They won the game. Russell Wilson did not play great. You know, did not make enough plays to get his team to win. Giants needed to do that against Cleveland, and they did not. Did not get after Mayfield, and he tore this defense apart. Found holes in the secondary all night long, and it's what led to a win for Cleveland, and a big one at that. That that was the moral of the story. Giants not getting pressure on Mayfield is what cost them big time. That was the biggest factor. And not even that, the secondary wasn't great either. I know they weren't getting a lot of help from the front seven, but the secondary just, they could not contain the passing tack at all. I didn't think Isaac Yadav had a great game. Uh, You know, as I said, Baker, 297 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, 27 to 32 passing. Secondary just could not contain the passing attack. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the pass rush needed to step up 
and it either didn't or just wasn't utilized correctly or consistently by Patrick Graham. Okay, but that was the story of the game. Mayfield's success was the story of the night. And the Giants' defense allowed him to write it. Not a great performance by that defensive unit. Uh, and hope they got to step up next week. Okay, because they Giants have maybe even even tougher opponent in Baltimore on the road next week. And they're not great. They're not as good at you know throwing the ball. They're second. The Ravens are second to last in uh, passing yards per game. But it's a better opponent. This Ravens team just beat the Browns. Last week on Monday Night Football, we saw that was a great game. And they could score points. They scored, what was it, 45-42 was the final score in that game. Giants secondary has got to step up. Giants pass rush has to step up even more. That was the that was the killer in this Giants loss. Okay, say what you want about the offense. I know the offense didn't do a great job either. Six points is a... Very much a below-average mark for you know what the amount of points you want to get on the board uh, in a single game. I'm not saying the offense was perfect; it wasn't. Receivers, you know, did not have a great game. Uh, McCoy did what he needed to do, but he wasn't it wasn't like he was lights out. The running game didn't uh, wasn't as effective as it's been in the last uh, and you know in the last couple weeks. Thought the offensive line was good, but to be honest, that's that was um, pretty much it. But we knew the offense wasn't going to be stellar. Offense wasn't stellar. It hasn't been stellar at all this year, whether it's Jones or McCoy under center. But what we did know is that the defense needed to step up, and it did not whatsoever. Okay, And that's rare to say this year. This Giants defense has been strong. Every week I feel like I'm talking about the offense not doing you know, anything, not doing enough to win the game, but the defense you know, doing what it can, regardless of the circumstances. You know, regardless of the opponent. This time around, I, I gotta I gotta criticize the defense. Didn't use the pass rush effectively or efficiently or consistently, and the secondary did not step up in the absence of James Bradbury and Darney Holmes. So now the Giants are five and nine. Lost two straight after winning four consecutive. Washington with a loss to Seattle on Sunday is now six and eight. And uh Washington has got so now the Giants' playoff hopes are diminishing, but it's not completely over. It could be over this week. The Giants lose and Washington wins. That's it. They're done. You know, Giants just have to end with the same record, which would be 7-9 and nine, uh, right now would be the target for that. With they have to, they have, The Giants have to finish with the same record as Washington because they have a pair of wins over the football team this year. That would act as the tiebreaker. But... Washington, the next two games, have the Panthers. That's a winnable game for them. And the Eagles. That's also a winnable game. Giants got to face the Ravens. Not so much a winnable game. And the Cowboys, that's all of a sudden not a winnable game. Giants are now third in the NFC East. Realize that, right? Cowboys are now 5-9. and nine. Giants are 5-9. and nine. Cowboys have the tiebreaker because they already beat the Giants earlier this year. So that's another team they got to worry about. Dallas. The Giants definitely have a tougher schedule in the last two weeks of the year in comparison to Washington. But Giants just got to finish with the same record uh, as Washington. You know, hopefully uh, Dallas doesn't win either of these last two games. I think the Giants got to win both, unfortunately. But that's the position you put yourself in when you lose two straight to Arizona and then Cleveland. So, uh, 
I'm rooting. We got to root for the Panthers. Got Panthers got to pull through, but I'm not sure if they will. And as I said before, Giants are going to be eliminated from the NFC East title race and the postseason with a loss in Week 16 and a and a um, subsequent Washington win. So then Washington would be up by two games, and then there would be zero chance of the Giants catching up with them prior to the conclusion of the regular season. So massive game for. Uh, the Giants this coming Sunday afternoon against the Ravens. As I said, probably even a better opponent than Cleveland. Uh, this defense has got to step up. We'll see what Jones, uh, if Jones returns to the field. Uh, obviously, Daniel Jones dealing with an ankle injury as well as a hamstring strain. Uh, he wasn't able to move well against the Cardinals. He probably shouldn't have even played that game. I think it was definitely the right decision to sit him for this Browns game. He just was not, you know, I think Colt McCoy definitely gave the Giants a better chance to win the game given the health uh, situation. But, um, yeah, regardless, the past, the past is the past. The Giants got to look forward to this Week 16 battle out in Baltimore. And uh, we'll see if they get the job done. If they don't, and Washington does, then it's fourth straight year, no playoffs for the Giants. And we got to look to 2021. But we'll talk about that game, uh, that game against the Ravens later on in the week for Episode 61. Uh, for now, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 60 of the Wide Right Podcast. Again, I am Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and the Elite Sports Radio Network. Follow me on Twitter, at Ryan Honey, E-S-N-Y. That's at Ryan Honey, E-S-N-Y. Listen and subscribe to the Wide Right Podcasts uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Art Radio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. It's also available on the Elite Sports New York website, EliteSportsNY.com. Wherever you get your podcasts. And All right, I'm out of here. Thanks.